We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the College Football Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Stefan Leco, and I am joined, as always, by the Matthew Wispay. Wispy the kid, how the hell are you, man? I'm um, pretty good. I am uh, sitting here trying to uh, justify to myself some of my picks, even though I hate <laughs> most of the teams. Um, but you know what? It's college football. You should hate most of the teams. It's a rule. <laughs> Sure, that's that works. Let's let's talk a little bit about last week. We both did real well. Uh, well, real yeah. well. We both had winning weeks. Um, although I mean, all plus of three sudden, plus units on both of us. Oh, I'm in the wrong week. I was like, why are you negative now? Um, oh. No, yeah, we had we had good weeks. Uh, I was up three point two. You're up three point one. Which uh, which one? Do you like looking back? Which one do you wish? Like, man, I wish I would have seen that game a bit differently. I was definitely on the wrong side of that. New Mexico State and Hawaii. That's so gross. That's it. I mean, also Rutgers, Iowa. Like, I was banking on the idea that Rutgers could play competent offense in that game. And nope. I mean, also, Iowa's defense is pretty legit. So I think that's a, uh, that's going to be a, uh, difficult matchup for anybody who has to play against Iowa. Because, yeah, it sounds easy. Oh, I only have to score 17 points to win. Well, scoring 17 points against Iowa is pretty absurd. Um, So that one wasn't great. And then the other one, I mean, just New, maybe New Mexico State's the 10th worst team in the country. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot. I will say this. The bottom, like, 10 teams in college football, there's a lot. And they're all gross. Um, so I like New Mexico State's a favorite again this week. Like that's it's sort of bananas, but back they've now been favorites back to back weeks. How New Mexico State didn't win a game last year. Yeah, that's, that's silly. Nuts. But they're they've now been favored in back to back games, and it's just because you hit that that nice and easy part of your schedule, which as an independent they get to make. So I mean, yeah, yeah that was I mean I. I'm not unhappy with anything. I it's funny that James Madison pick. Um, so I wrote up for Action Network last week. I wrote up James Madison plus seven or plus seven and a half, and I said I didn't feel like that number deserved to be over a touchdown. And then they were down twenty eight to three. I literally quote tweeted my article and said, 
Well, sometimes you miss. <laughs> yeah, but and you did stop paying attention. I didn't miss. They came <laughs> back and won it outright, which is so funny. They, they are proving me. They are proving kind of what I thought right, which is this: that they're they are similar to what App State has been for the past few years, which is they kind of just grind out some wins. And to be honest with you, they do it because they they don't really make huge mistakes. They have a pretty solid quarterback. Um, they have a quality wide receiver. They're they're just kind of set up to do well in their defense. I mean, when they went down twenty eight to three, they didn't let up another point. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I think James Madison, they win again this week. We're talking about are they a top twenty five team? It kind of no. sounds crazy to say, considering it's the first year in the FBS. But are they a top twenty five team? I mean, are they is different than will they be ranked as one? They will well, not no, be ranked I mean, Kansas one. is a top 25 team and no one's ranking them there, so. Correct. Correct. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the one I, I kind of was upset about um, just was just Oklahoma in general. Um, I warned I, you. Yeah, did you? I feel like you, I think I need a bigger warning. I think warning. I backed you on that one, actually. <laughs> um, I just, I, I mean, it was only a half unit play, so it's not like the end of the world. But I just don't understand how Oklahoma at home uh, gets beaten outright by Kansas State with Adrian freaking Martinez. So I'm going to defend Adrian Martinez because it's fun. <laughs> Adrian okay. Martinez, I think everyone sort of assumes that Adrian Martinez is the type of quarterback who throws a ton of interceptions and is like turning the ball over that way. It's not that actually hasn't been his MO. He just led college football in fumbles by like a huge margin. And that's sort of something that is a little bit correctable. Like you can kind of eventually figure out to not lose the ball when you get tackled. You can hold on to it a little bit differently. It's something you can actually get trained a little bit better at. Um and he's just not turning the ball over like that. And also, I just think Chris Kleiman, Kluman, I don't know, it's Chris, Chris K, I think. Um, I think he's just a good coach, and I think they were very up for this game, whereas Oklahoma kind of, it was a game to them. It was a, a game they sort of expected to win. So I was shot. I was surprised by the outcome, but not like flabbergasted like this. Was, right. It felt like it was one in the realm of possibilities that if Oklahoma were going to fall into a trap spot, this was it. Yeah, and they might have a few more. It looks like uh, nah, nothing about they're going to win. I for having um, by the hell can't I remember Clemson's defensive coordinator who is now their head coach, Vrabel. Brent Venables. Venables, Vrabel. What am I talking about? Venables. Yeah, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, having Venables as your coach, I expected the defense to be a little bit more in sync. I feel like they missed um, assignments quite a bit. Martinez was able to get get out of the pocket, get going. Um, seemed like a bit of a disappointment to me. I was surprised. Uh, but, hey, you live and you learn. What are you doing? Changing the subject real quick. What are you doing uh, kind of with this weekend with Hurricane Ian uh, just making landfall now? Of course, we're recording on Wednesday night, so we've still got some time to figure some of the stuff out. But some of the games have already been moved. Um, I know. No, oh, now my mouse isn't working. Um, like I know UCF, uh, SMU was moved to Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Florida State game is still on track to be played. Um, at the same time as it was originally scheduled, but 
Eastern Washington, Florida's moved. South Florida, East Carolina is, move, is moving venues. Um, is this impacting how you're betting at all? Are you avoiding southeastern coast <laughs> games, or I mean, I do really, you think? Yeah, I don't really want a, that much of a piece of them. And if I'm, I because I think there's a chance that we get like, because we've seen games kind of played in hurricane type weather. We saw it. What was it? It was Notre Dame in North Carolina. Was that what it was? A couple I don't years remember. Ago? I think it was that game where it was literally played in like you couldn't see the game. You were watching it on TV and you like all you could just see was rain. It was like that um, Bills game last year. Yeah. So you just get like these these unpredictable weather conditions. And to be honest with you, it's just hard to figure out how to how to handicap the situation because your instinct says play the under. There's no way they're going to be able to do anything. And that's probably the right play on most of them. Um, but then you get. A, then there's the a, a sort of realistic thought process of, well, offense is probably going to have a little bit more success than defense in situations because they know which way they're going. So they don't have to play the reactive game. They're making the proactive yep. game. Um, so it's weird. Um, I would say if you're going to bet those games, um, I mean, I've got one. I've got one game on the slate, but it should be after Hurricane Ian has already kind of cleared by because um, I've got South Florida on it, and I think that game got pushed to Sunday. Yeah. Um, by that point, I would expect that what you're dealing with is just wet conditions. You're not really dealing with, like... Crazy winds and... Yeah, so I, I, that's kind of my big thought on it is... Mostly avoid real realistically stay away. I say that I've got I've also got Maryland on the board and who knows they may be getting cracked um, with bad weather at the same time. So I don't know. It's it's hard. How do you how do you like crazy yeah. weather conditions? How do you truly account for them? And the answer is probably oh, avoid here's mostly or wait until Saturday morning. So if we were recording yeah. Saturday morning and things weren't crazy windy. I would have had the Virginia Tech UNC over 51 and a half. But yep. I'm not going to bet that on Wednesday night. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell other people to bet it on Wednesday night. So I took it off the board. But it was one of the plays I liked quite a bit. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm kind of monitoring what's going on. And I'll probably anything having to do with this, this, like southeastern coast of the United States, I will wait until Saturday to uh, place those bets. Cool. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. And then when we get back, we are going to hit our week five picks of the week. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, it's that time. Um, I almost called you Michael. <laughs> I don't know why. Matthew, we've only been doing this for four years now. Um, you have um, a bunch couple of clusters. Of, oh, a couple of gross teams on here. No, you have a couple of two-unit plays. Why don't we start with uh, your favorite of the two? So this is one of the games I'm writing up. And to be honest with you, I haven't really written it up yet. Um, but Central Michigan and Toledo. Um, I think Central Michigan is probably most known because they have a pretty high quality running back in Lou Nichols. Um, I think he's probably still the centerpiece of their offense. However, they have started to open things up a little bit more with Daniel Richardson and they have a few decent uh, receiving options. Although Wilson, their tight end is pretty good too. Well, they had a good wide receiver and his name is like Carlos Carrier or something like that. Carrier. I can't pronounce words. Yep. Yeah. Um, So they've been really solid. And then, I I don't see Toledo as as strong of a running team as they have been in a few years, um, but they have a really strong quarterback, Daquan Finn. Well, wind conditions in this game are pushing like 15 mile an hour winds. It it does meet the threshold of high or of uh, strong winds um, that will have some type of an impact. So my concern in this game is that I think Toledo's defense isn't as good as we thought at the beginning. And that's partially because of the fact that, I mean, they were playing nobodies. Um, and central Michigan is pretty bad just in general. So my only worry with this game is are the two defenses just bad enough, but I think with the inability to pass significantly in this game because of the wins. And I think the fact that special teams are going to probably struggle pretty consistently in this game. Um, I expect this one to be, like points are going to be a little bit at a premium. I, I would honestly say this game doesn't get out of the twenties. Um, 28 to 20 feels very realistic. Um, heck even one team not getting a 20 at all feels very possible. So getting this number at 56 and a half, it, it, for me, it's really, it's inconsistent offensive play and it's really weather conditions on this one. Cause they're going to be starting to get the winds from off of Ian but not like in the actual atrociousness. All right. Um, I can dig it. I was a little uh, skeptical at first because I didn't know about the wind. And this is an offense in uh, Toledo that has looked good. 
this this year. So, um, but no, that's 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 a that's a good play. I've got a, I've got one for you. This one is a two unit play for me. Honestly, um, I feel very confident <laughs> because outside of UConn's surprise performance against Utah State, which looking back now, knowing that Utah State has really struggled, <laughs> maybe shouldn't be that surprising. Um, but UConn is is in the list that bottom 10 list that you were referring to. And that's going to be a common theme today. Um, so I want Fresno first half minus 12 and a half. Um, it's a first half play because um, I'm just always nervous about backdoor covers when I don't love a team. And Fresno State without Jay Kaner does make me a little nervous. I do think Logan Fife will be able to take care of business. Um, he has been named a starter. Um, so uh, I think I think uh, Coach Tedford uh, wants to get out ahead of this game, um, and I don't think UConn's going to push back. So uh, to me, uh, fading UConn is uh, is definitely uh, one of my principles. Uh, they just lost forty-one to ten. Before that, fifty-nine-zero. Before that, forty-eight to fourteen. Their only win on the year was against Central Connecticut. So uh, very bad team. Uh, let's go. I don't actually care who the quarterback is. Let's go. I think Mims is their running back. He's really good. Uh, so yeah, feel good about this UConn uh, fade right here. Yeah, I like it. Um, you like you, you, me, me fading bottom ten. Me feeding off of bottom ten teams is the equivalent of you like and your unders. It's just like that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, it's working for you. I mean, I do. I it it tends to be a, a smart play to just find the atrociousness and lean on it. I mean, like you said, they're a bottom 10 team. Connecticut is my third worst team in the country. <laughs> Only teams behind them, Hawaii and Florida International. Um, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yep. We've, had a, we've had a change. Yeah, it's not New Mexico State. Or or even um, Colorado was there for a minute. <laughs> no, Colorado has never been the bottom oh, team. They're just the bottom. They are unequivocally the, the bottom power five team. That's right. Okay. No, no, no. They've never fallen that far. They still are... Of the 131 teams in FBS, Colorado is 124. Jesus. Um, the next closest Power 5 team, you're just for now I have to do this, um, it's Georgia Tech. Yeah. And they're at 104. So, <clears throat> yeah, that, that firing um, wasn't a surprise to me at all. No, it, sure they it had to do it. Anyone, yeah. They're gonna now. They should. They should bring in. They should bring on Nehan Sanders. They just probably won't. Yeah, that be would be him. fun. I um, mean, that's the move though, because if you so all right, tangent time. Yay! If, wait, 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 wait. That's a really lame applause. People well, so excited. tangent time. <laughs> if you're Georgia Tech, the thing that you need to do is you kind of need to do what Tom Herman did with Houston, which is make your program cool. Like do something to make your program interesting and cool. Dion does that. Like you bring him in, all of a sudden your program has a cool factor. And to be honest with you, you don't have to travel far right. if you're Georgia Tech. If you lock down the city of Atlanta and you don't have to get the, the super duper five stars, they're going to leave you. But if you pick up like all the three stars in the city of Atlanta, you're putting together a really good team. If you pick up 
the force uh, like one or two good four stars in that you can make a good team and it's that's kind of what you can do to build yourself up to be i mean to if they all of a sudden became the atlanta team like you can jump pretty quickly up the acc because the acc is not that strong and right. so i'm not a huge dion believer as a coach i think he's a, a good coach but i think he's a great recruiter but if you're to ask me right now, if there's anybody in the country that's going to make a, a program feel cool, it's Deion Sanders. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and the cool factor is is a real thing. Like, there's a reason why Oregon for a while had great recruiting. It was those stupid jerseys. I mean, I loved them, but uh, I mean, yeah, no, cool. Kids love cool. that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I did notice that neither one of us is on Pittsburgh minus 23 and a half against Georgia Tech. Uh, I am now. <laughs> I forgot about Georgia Tech. Um, I'm going to it's not an official play for me, but it's an it's an it's a play for me. Uh, I just don't have any units I want to put on it for the podcast. But uh, give me Pitt right there. That sounds fun. Um, so. What were we talking so about? I've got another two unit play. It's oh, yeah, a game yeah, yeah. you you have a piece of. Um, tangent over. Um, so it's a game you have a piece of, but I'm a big fan of the total in UCLA and Washington. You did mention that UCLA, I mean, that Washington has been a little bit, um, strong on the offensive side. They've been playing really well. Um, Michael Penix seems to be making a real push. Like, I think we talked about this. We were like, if there's a guy that could go Joe Burrow mode, it's Michael Penix. I don't think he will. Um, but to be honest with you, the biggest issue with him was turnovers and injuries. And he's healthy, and he's not turning the ball over. And they've got a, a pretty quality scheme. Um, so, I, I mean, I like that team offensively. But I also think they're a good defensive team. And I also think UCLA is going to con- is gonna continue to use a run-focused approach. And that keeps the clock moving. 64, um, big number. And 64 and a half is a really big number. Um, looking at my numbers, I have it in at like 57. Um, I think I'll sweat. I, I think there's a chance that you're going to get one quarter where like the teams combine for 28 points or something. And I'll probably be like freaking out a little bit at that point. Um, but I think you're going to get a lot of quarters where, you get like a long drive that takes up most of the quarter. And yeah, it's, it's not super difficult for something like that to happen. So yeah, I've got two units down on this one at under 64 and a half. Um, I, I really do like this play. That's why I'm putting two units on it. I wish you, I, I wish Washington's offense was a little bit worse and then, but they're probably a top 10 offense to me. I can get you 65. Ooh, I will. 265 <laughs> yay um now you can just get the push instead of a loss <laughs> yeah. um no i'm on this play too i'm on washington minus two and a half that's the best i could find it um but i uh i i just i i like this washington team and i'm an oregon fan so that that's saying something and i hate that the city of seattle uh but man and i was wrong about michael Penix jr i thought he was not a very good quarterback i was really upset that that heward was a, a forced to sit behind him i wanted to see what he could do uh he was a big big time recruit for them so uh i've been kind of waiting for them to fail and they're not and they're doing they're playing outstanding they're 4-0 against the spread um which is you know nothing to sneeze at as as they say in the home country 
Um, but so that game look- is a that is a Friday night game. Just yeah. for anyone who's uh, listening to us and tailing us, that one get your money in a little quicker. Yeah, and it's it's on the road for Washington. Um, but I mean, the Rose Bowls doesn't scare me uh, on a Friday night, to be honest. Um, no. I think everyone's going to be doing something else in LA. <laughs> um, I was going to say I would be, but no, I'd be at the game. Uh, but yeah, so give me Washington minus two and a half. Um, I think that they should be favored by more. Uh, UCLA struggled against South Alabama. Uh, they only were up 10 against CU last week at the half. Um, that's concerning to me. UCLA uh, kind of has been struggling. Um, they've had injuries to uh, DTR and Charbonnet. Um, they've been back, but they're not 100%. So. Uh, I feel good with this play, and um, I don't remember how many units I put on it because I'm on the wrong page. I have you put one, one unit. unit. Yeah. I'm going to jump to another one real quick. I'm going to go to my next highest um, play because this is just uh, what everyone's everyone's waiting for it. Uh, who does UMass play this week? <laughs> they travel to Eastern Michigan. Uh, the line is 20, and it should be more than that. I'm on Eastern Michigan minus 20. I will play you against UMass every week until these lines get stupid. Until they play Liberty and then you fade. (laughs) I will, in respect to UMass, I will not bet that week. But I will not bet for them either. I just will pass. Uh, But yeah, UMass um, is a very bad team. Now, they got this dude. I was watching the game last week. I texted you that they were on one of my screens. Uh, but they've got this dude that looks like a legit athlete. Like this dude is yoked and he's fast, and somehow UMass is still terrible. I, don't I even mean, he's name. still a Division One athlete. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Division One like, ish. It's FBS. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, the Minutemen um, are on the are on the card again. But let's go Eastern Michigan minus twenty. I would like to tell you that I back you on this one. I don't. Oh, you don't? I don't back you on this. I'm Your not going t- against you. Your but numbers are I, I think Eastern Michigan should only be favored by about seven. What? Are they that bad? Yes. Wow. I can't wait to watch. It's going to be so I mean, I'm, have it on because it'll, it'll make you feel gross. Listen, I really did watch the UMass um, I, Temple you game. <laughs> if, you're, so. if your brand is going to be against UMass, you should. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Let's go to a game where I've got a cluster and you've got to play on it as well. Um, and that's Tulane in Houston. I'll start off with our non-fight. Um, and I've got the total. I've got Houston and Tulane under 54 and a half. Houston, their defense is not what it was last year. And I'm actually very disappointed in that because their defense was fun last year. I yeah. do still think they have a pretty solid scheme. I just don't know that they have the athletes this year. But I also don't think Tulane's great on offense. Um, but I do think Tulane is very good on defense. And so for me, I have this game realistically, I think it should be like 49. I, I really do like this spot getting um, a high quality defense and two offenses that are decent to not great in this spot. So give me 54 and a half on that one. So yeah. And then we are fighting on the sides. Yeah. Real quick, real quick. Houston, um, Houston's games have gone over in six of the last seven. Does that not? Don't care. You're not worried about it. I don't care about trends. That's true. You don't. Um, uh, I don't. Houston. 
Houston um, is coming off a very narrow victory uh, to Rice, which is not ideal after getting beat up by Kansas and Texas Tech. Uh, but they did beat a good UTSA team. I still think Houston's pretty good. Um, Tulane somehow beat Kansas State. I don't understand that. Uh, they did just Defense. lose. To, they lost to Southern Miss, though. Um, I'm just, I just like um, Clayton Toon and and uh, Dell in this spot. I think they're going to be able to put up um, enough points to uh, to cover here. It's a pretty short line. Um, it's only two and a half. Do I love that? Like eighty percent of the bets are coming in on Houston. No, but uh, count me among the uh, the eighty percent. I suppose. <laughs> Why? Why are you? Uh, why are you on the other side of this? I I really like Tulane's defense. They've done a, a pretty nice job. Now, mind you, UMass, Alcorn State, Kansas State, Southern Miss, not exactly your like top tier offenses, but they held this Kansas State team that we were saw is 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 capable of putting up enough points to win against decent offenses. They held them to ten, um, and in their games against UMass and Alcorn State, they combined to allow ten total points over those two weeks. This is a defense that is going to make life difficult for Dell because that's basically the offense at this point. Um, I And even in their loss. So part of this is also even in their loss, they only let up 27 points. So I really just don't think this defense is going to allow a ton from a Houston offense that I don't think is particularly special. And I think their offense, I continue to just love their um, the offense they run. I think they're going to be able to score just enough to win this game by more than a field goal. Do I think okay. they're going to run away and hide? No. Do I think it's going to be a sweat of all sweats? Yes, I do. Also, I wanted a I wanted a dog, and this is the my favorite dog. I think they should I should have I think they should have been favored. So, all right. So, just a philosophical question for you here. Um, you're putting two dogs? units. You're two, putting two units. One on the under fifty four and a half, and one on to um. The plus two and a half. What if I told you no. you could no. tease it up to no. under 64 and a half? No. Why? So here's my problem with this. Let's say Tulane goes out and wins outright. And they score 57 or whatever. Like, I understand the single game parlay mantra or the idea on it. It's just... If I'm I I I don't want to be right on one and wrong on the other, but um, it gives you like ten point margins. It does, but teasing in college football is not consistently uh, profitable. We'll see. I've got a same game parlay, just so you know. I know <laughs> you I do. You it. have one every week, and I respect it. It's just not. <laughs> you do I, not. You I do. Fade. You think I'm such a, a newbie? One sec. Tangent time. <laughs> Uh, let's let's put make this very clear. There is a reason why DraftKings has a whole bunch of parlays just sitting there scrolling across for easy betting. Those there are terrible ones, though. No, they always are. There is a reason <laughs> why they will give you these great these great boosted odds on parlays. It's because parlays are where these places make their money. Yeah, um, parlays are. For the people out there who are like, you know what? 
I want to get rich. I do like this, but I want, I'm trying to hit quick. I don't want to be sitting here grinding out three unit wins every week. I want to win 50 units and that's great. Um, here's the, here's the difference. And, and and maybe I'm still a fucking idiot. I'm I'm sure I surely am, but I don't still grinding, but I, I don't, I don't do these parlays to get up to like plus 240 or whatever. Like my, my same game parlays are usually between minus 125 and plus 120. Like, no, and I, I actually, I would say there's, you are better off than the true casual throwing an absurd same game parlay together where they're in the plus 200s. However, teases tend to work a little bit better in the NFL because when the margins for, missing in the nfl tend to be within that field goal to a touchdown because there's a little more parity with college football if you cap the thing wrong you might be off by 20 points that's the difference is so like i my numbers had hawaii as a favorite last just as an outright favorite last week right i clearly capped that game wrong because they lost by 20 plus so that's the problem with like the margin for error in college football. If you're going to miss, you have a tendency, if you're going to just out actively be wrong, that tease is less likely to help you because of the fact that like, if you're going to miss, you might miss much bigger. So that's right. the risk with it with college football. Whereas with like pros, teases are actually pretty effective because the swings are a lot smaller despite what people might think. That's why college football is better. But that was our second tangent of the day. And I'm going to follow it up with a third. Third tangent. <laughs> so I didn't used to love college football as much as I love the NFL. And now I like college more. And I was talking to um, my trainer, which is laughable, calling someone my trainer because <laughs> I work out like I worked out like four times uh, this year because I pulled my calf. Regardless, that's trainer. not a tangent. This is the tangent. He's like, I was watching college football the other day. It's so stupid. Teams up by 28 points at halftime. It's like, that's it's only stupid if you're not putting money on it. If you're if you had minus 27 and a half, you're sweating that and it's enjoyable. It is the most fun you can have. He's like, I don't, I don't understand. I was like, no, no. college football is only become more enjoyable with uh with the betting, just because all of a sudden it doesn't matter if someone's blowing someone out. It doesn't matter if uh I was gonna talk about clemson for some reason i don't know why uh good but clemson. they're not people out um anyway uh tangent over my next play let's let's keep picking on these uh terrible teams um i'm taking arizona minus 17 and a half they're at home against colorado colorado's a very very bad team uh arizona's offense has been pretty good uh arizona i was i was wrong about them last week they they did not uh cover for me against cal that kid Ott looked good. Uh, that running back for Cal, mm -hmm. I was very impressed by him. Uh, I had not, not Cal's I had not, not heard atrocious. They're just not good. I just hadn't heard anything about him. I um, I know I'm pretty sure he's a freshman, but mm -hmm. I hadn't heard a whole lot of buzz. Anyway, um, my eyes are open now. Uh, but I'm I'm on uh, Colorado. Nope, I'm on Arizona minus seventeen and a half. Colorado is very very bad. They've given up. They do not care. Uh, Arizona, Jaden Delora is fun. Uh, Cowing is a really, really good, fun receiver to watch. Um, I'm in on this one. I only have half a unit on it because I needed to uh, spread the wealth other uh, other places. And this is kind of like two principles came head to head. Uh, I recently adopted the principle of not uh, laying double digit uh, points with favorites. Uh, but 
Colorado is the exception, and apparently so is UConn. So let's go. So unless the team's really good, unless I don't lay double really digit good. favorites, unless I want to, and no, unless it's like it's a, a bottom really ten good. school. If it's a bottom, if it if it's UMass, UConn, or Colorado, no, the rules I, do not apply. That. All right. By the way, you have another one on the board, but we can ignore that. Another one? What? You have another double digit favorite on the board. You have, yeah, you have one more double digit favorite on the board. Oh yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. It's against way, another really that, shitty team. It is. It's, no, it's garbage. all against garbage. Garbage. No, there's logic to it, and I, I can support the logic <laughs> of, like we said, the in college football, the the more interesting thing that you have to do when you're you're betting these games is you, there's quit factor. Like, does this yeah. team that has nothing to play for, they know they're going out there to maybe pick up one win all year. Do they really show up and care when they're 14-point underdogs? And, right. yeah, I mean, it's an interesting or, thought. Once they go down 14 in that game, they're like, yeah, no, this yeah. is done. All right, All right I, got, I have another double-up game because apparently this is what I do. Washington State minus 3.5 against Cal. Like I said, Cal's not atrocious. This is a home game for Washington State. I genuinely think Washington State's a top 20 team. Um, I, they should have beaten Oregon last week but they, they got real scared at the end and did not know how to close that game out. Um, their defense is real. I will, I will not disagree with you. As an Oregon fan, um, I... Would you like me to read off your, your text from the middle of that game? I hate Oregon. Says, I hate Oregon. I hate Oregon. I hate Oregon. <laughs> yeah. They, Oregon was should have lost that game. They were, for the most part, getting handled by, I don't want to say a superior... Washington State team, but a team that seemed to have the right game plan to win. And then they didn't have that game plan anymore. So it's real disappointing. Here's an interesting thing about Oregon. Um, I have been on, like, I'm team fade Oregon wide receivers. They're using Troy Franklin. Like, he's not getting a ton of targets, but he's getting enough targets to be relevant. Um, He's getting down the field targets. He's going to have a big game coming up soon. I think. Just saying. I, like, I don't know that Troy Franklin in that offense is going to get enough to be eventually a future first round pick. But I do think there's a chance that you're looking at a guy who did stay two capital. So Troy Franklin is a guy to keep watching. Yeah, he's high pedigree. He's got he's going to test well and he's going to end up with decent enough capital. I've been pleased with how they're using him. I thought they would waste him and I'm happy that they're not. And this kid Irving, Bucky Irving, uh, number zero. He has done a phenomenal job. Uh, while Cardwell has been out with this injury, he has done a phenomenal job. Um, I played him in a in a GPP lineup last week, and uh, he was great. Just Good. He's cheap. All right, too. so I've got Washington State minus three and a half. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we're not even talking actually, about Oregon. Let's get back to my game. Um, <laughs> so Washington State still among the best in the country at creating havoc. I just don't see a way where Cal. Yes, I think Cal's a decent team, but I just don't see a way where they're consistently putting up points which rolls into my second one, Washington State and Cal under 53 and a half. I was on the wrong side of that last week, but I think Oregon's offense is better than Cal's offense. And I don't think that Washington State has any need to run up the score against Cal other than the fact that they clearly don't know how to hold a lead. Um, But minus three and a half, FanDuel is pretty... pretty far and away the lowest number on that so i'm jumping all over it while i can still get it 
Um, and then 53 and a half is the best number I was able to find on the total. So yeah, give me the under 53 and a half and the under three and a half, um, and not under, and then minus three and a half on cow. Um, I, I mean, I mean on Washington state, golly. Um, <laughs> and I'm the one drinking rum over here. You're just drinking Dr. A, Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Um, it's, I will say, I, I just think this Washington state team is, is really good. I think everyone immediately wants to dismiss that win against Wisconsin as, Oh, well, Wisconsin sucks. Look at what they did again. I think Wisconsin's still a good team. I think Wisconsin had a really bad matchup against Ohio state. And I think they just got outplayed by Washington or against Ohio state and against Washington state. They just, they got beat. Um, I, I like this team a lot and I think they're going to do very well in this matchup. So, yep. Give me the double. No, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I will never, not touch you. I don't love unders unless I feel really strongly in college football. I know. Um, but I do really like the Washington State minus three and a half. I think they were getting so much buzz last week, and just to think that that was nothing is is kind of ridiculous. Um, they're still I mean, a very if, very good. If team. they close out that game, oh yeah, we're talking about Washington State comfortably as a top twenty team that everyone is like, oh yeah, this number should have been like six and a half. I no. think it would have been more than a touchdown. Yeah, but all right, I'm gonna go to uh, a team that shocked the world my least favorite expression in american sports because guess what no one else in the world is watching college football no one shocked the world but middle tennessee state did beat miami last week i mean that was pretty shocking i think yeah but the world didn't care anyway i think (laughs) they're gonna have a massive letdown spot against a very good utsa team so give me utsa minus four and a half frank harris is the goat and uh i'm gonna roll with him I, i really like uh, this matchup, I think Middle Tennessee State uh, is a little sleepy getting getting out the gate. And uh, I think this is a Friday night game, so uh, better early. Maybe it's Thursday. I don't even know. Uh, it's fine. not on Saturday. But um, UTSA is uh, the Roadrunners, firstly. Um, they're the Roadrunners, so that's awesome. Do they, road, do they run on roads? It's Friday night. It is Friday night? Okay. Um, but and, and, and UTSA is, like, they, they, they lost to Texas, but they played them tough. Um, and they lost to Houston, which we talked about, but that was also a very close competitive game all the way, uh, all the way throughout. Uh, so I, I think this, I think this UTSA team is, is legit. Uh, Middle Tennessee, I think exposed, um, Miami's flaws, <laughs> particularly that they're bad. Uh, well, it's like Cristobal doesn't want to throw the football. He doesn't like the vertical game. I, I think no, Mario Cristobal bad. as an Oregon fan, like how he wasted Justin Herbert is a crime. A crime. I'm done. I'm not gonna go on a rant. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just. I'm just gonna say UTSA minus four and a half, and we'll move on. Rant. <laughs> I'm gonna go again right. since you only have two left. So let me uh, let me hit one more, and I do want your thoughts on this game because I, I do uh, trust you when it comes to all things Big Ten. Uh, but you were talking about Iowa earlier. You're like, man, yeah, putting up 17 points on them is is pretty tough. Um, well, plus 11 is a big number against a good defense in what will likely be, um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing Iowa city is going to be pretty hostile, uh, Michigan needing to get that, that big of a, of a lead and then keep it. I don't see it happening. I see this is a pretty low scoring game, but the total was already pretty low. 
Uh, so I just want the 11 points with Iowa. You are a Michigan hater. Um, yet you were tempted to maybe fight me on this. So what are your thoughts on this game and why? I'm only putting half a unit on it. You, you did talk me down a little bit. I stole, um, I had a unit on it. I took half of it off to, to put on that Arizona versus Colorado uh, matchup. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this one? So I think Michigan kind of got exposed last week because right. their defense was. Dude, I mean, Blake Corum, though. Oh, <laughs> Blake Corum's really good. Um, they've got a lot. Michigan has a lot of talent this year. They're they're a good team. They're, I think if you thought their defense was like among the elite in the country, you have to sort of take a step back and understand that, you know, playing against three of the top or three of the bottom four teams in the country or bottom five teams in the country doesn't prove anything. And that's basically what they did. So they finally saw a team with a pulse and struggled with that. Yeah, being Michigan, said, Michigan played Hawaii, UConn and Colorado state. Three yeah, of those teams are bottom 10. Bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they're one sec, but it's play a fun game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Well, so it's Colorado state, UConn. Hawaii and Yukon. Yeah. Team Which I used to I used to live in Connecticut. I okay. now live in Colorado and I go to Hawaii occasionally. Your heart belongs to Hawaii. So, yeah, there um, we go. So it's teams 128, 129 and 130. <laughs> yes. But maybe the ranks a little because they played such an incredible force in Michigan. I mean it, it it actually does not help them that they did that, but let's, I mean Hawaii lost to New Mexico State comfortably last week. So <laughs> I love that you said lost comfortably. And that's fantastic. <laughs> um, so the reason I say this is I was not going to be able to score on Michigan. I I genuinely, the, the issue with Michigan is that their defense was exposed on the fact that they still, if you can spread them out, you can put up points on them. And that's what Maryland did. But Maryland isn't quite at the level needed um, I to really close out a game like that. And with that being said, if they don't muff the opening kick and give a seven point lead, just a seven point head start to Michigan, maybe we're talking about this game even um, going the other way. The same thing happened in the Colts Chiefs game. It cost me so much money. Continue. So, I, I mean, for me, my my takeaway from last week's game is Michigan isn't. Mich- there is there is still a tier gap between the top three in Michigan. But Wait, the top. Th- oh, are you talking about the national? top three nationally? The top three yeah. is the obvious. It's Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. Clemson. You can literally put in whatever argument. I don't think Clemson's near there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Clemson's I think... like 14 for me. Oh, um, wow. actually, that's not true. Dude, Wiggins got bullied last week. The cornerback oh, for Clemson got Absolutely bullied. I said I had him 14. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have him 19. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. Dude. They're they're not watching that good. watching Sam Hartman just destroy Wiggins. Uh it was rough. I felt bad for that kid. Continue. Yeah. Oh, so uh, so, so Iowa's whatever. team to, team total points is 15 and a half. Would you be tempted to I lean would the probably under? jump on the under for Iowa's team total? Minus one ten. On DraftKings. One sec. Do you just want me to do that? Let's do that. Iowa. <laughs> you're, you're making it a best bet. Iowa. Yes. Team total. 
under 15.5. We'll do half a year, or I'll take one unit on that. I'll take one off of my Central Michigan. Okay. Minus 110. Okay. There we it's, go. I, I just, I. Maryland that does not make equipped. me feel good. That does not make me feel good about Maryland was equipped to, to do it. I was not. Well, okay. I'll put it. Th- Josh Pate has been good on Iowa all year. He was, and he is on your side. So, okay. Um, all right. I just talked about Maryland. Yeah. Ooh, I um, love this one. I like Maryland's wide receivers. You know what I don't like? Michigan, Michigan State's, State's corners, defensive backs. <laughs> um, I. This is one of those ones where last week we spent a whole bunch of time on DFS talking about just like pick the cheapest wide receiver from Maryland. That's an that's really a big thing this week. You're going to be wanting one of the Maryland receivers in your lineup. Pick Rakeem one. Rakeem Jarrett is out too, so you know who so I'm yes. putting in my lineup. I have you Copeland darn, in mine already. You know darn well who I have in my lineup. Um, is it so Jones seven or and Copeland? a half is the number here? Um, I. No, 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 wait. Is it Jones or Copeland, or are you going with Demas, who averages 3.7 points per game? <laughs> it's the guy that's going to put up a huge game this week, and it's Dante Demas. Oh, I love it. I love it. Dude, you need to play that in some tourneys, because I don't think many people will. I am I might. We'll see. I, got, I have to drive to Kentucky. I got to put effort in. I know a guy. I'll do it. I'm <laughs> driving to Kentucky tomorrow morning. Um. All right. So, whatever. Maryland minus seven and a half. I I think Maryland's going to be able to score whatever they want because their offense is so pass driven. Um, I I can't see Michigan State's not good. It's a terrible matchup for Michigan State. And it's one of those ones where like Michigan State in this spot is just, this is really close to a quit point for Michigan State. They, They had expectations of being the third best team in the Big Ten East. And if they lose this game, if things start off bad for them, this is a game where you could see it go very, very badly for this Michigan State team. I do think Michigan State's going to be able to run the ball pretty effectively, but I, they're, this isn't Kenneth Walker back there. Jalen Berger's fine. He's not Kenneth Walker. Um, and no one's heard of Jarek Broussard since he took off from the airport. I, I here do in like Jarek Broussard, but I don't think he's good. Like he's not. He's Kenneth not good Walker. enough. Kenneth Walker was good. Kenneth well, apparently he's not even. And apparently he's not even Jalen Berger. He's not. So yeah. give me seven and a half points. This is another like one it. where like shop Oof. because yeah, I would Fandle like six and a half. seven and a half. Everywhere else had it at nine and a half. So oh, I'm wow. taking this and it's minus one fifteen. Okay. Um so full disclosure like fan duel. I don't have you in my phone. Have all the other ones, but not FanDuel. Full disclosure, um, FanDuel. I also don't have you on my phone. That's because sports betting's still not legal in Ohio. <laughs> so I pretty much just have the one because if I drive to Indiana, I'm literally crossing the border, sitting in a parking lot, and flipping around. There you go. Um, all right, let's get some uh, same game parlays in there, shall we? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh man, Wake Forest looked good last week. They deserved to win that game. They were the better team. Um, Sam Hartman is such a fun quarterback and he let all his receivers eat. It was so much fun. Um, somehow they are, uh, not favored against Florida state who is a fine team. Um, so I'm taking a same game parlay of wake plus 10 and a half. And I want the over 54 and a half. 
I think this game gets up and down the field. I think it's high scoring, and I think it stays within double digits. Um, I think Wake Forest might actually win this game. I like Wake Forest a lot. So um, I'm getting this at 105. Um, so one unit, Wake plus 7.5 at Florida State. Jordan Travis is expected to play, which is good for the over part. And uh, yeah, man, Wake Forest is a fun team. And I hope Sam Hartman gets some serious draft capital. <laughs> do you think he will, or do you think it's a scheme thing over there at Wake Forest? Scheme. But man, good, he, can, he can put the ball not. where it needs to go. I don't know if he can read a defense, but he can put the ball where it needs to go. I, I, I don't disagree. I also think that there is a reason why every Wake Forest quarterback for the past few cycles has been very good. It's it's a scheme. They they do a fantastic job scheming things. I would love to say otherwise because he's such a nice kid. Go back and watch him on QB one. He's such oh, a nice kid. Wow, I didn't realize he was on that. Yeah, he took a, he went to a high school. That's uh, right. He, he stole his senior job. year. That's he right. transferred into a, a high school that had never like literally only had football for one prior year. They went whatever O oh, and whatever the year prior. He took them over. And they won like two games. And then he got a scholarship to play at Wake Forest regardless. I really like the kid. I would really like for him to have an NFL future. He doesn't. I do like him, though. So I don't want to say too many negative things about him. (laughs) A.T. Perry. That guy's an NFL receiver. Dude. Yes. All right. Give me me another one of yours. Do I have any more? Oh, I do. I have one left. Um... This is just purely a power rating play. Um, I also think S&P Plus agree with it. Um, let's look. Probably not. S&P Plus hates me at the moment. Um, East Carolina, South Florida. Um, South Florida is really bad. They're kind of a quit team. Um, yeah, seven and a half I don't feel like is enough points because I don't think South Florida is able to score points on many teams. And I think this East Carolina team has proven that they're at least decent. Um, I don't think they're great. I don't think they're going to beat like this like really good team at the end of the year. I don't think they're going to compete to win their conference. But I think they're pretty quality. And in a game like this against an atrocious team, I'm going to bet on the one that I think is kind of good. I mean, they lost to Navy last week, but and while Navy is bad, um, Navy's not a good team. This is not anywhere type that kind of matchup. And I think they're really in a much better situation. They beat Old Dominion pretty handily uh, earlier this year. I think Old Dominion's a better team than South Florida. I don't see much of a reason to expect South Florida to hang. That's it. Yeah. Makes sense. My numbers, my numbers have it much, much higher than seven and a half. I think it has it. Criminy, why can't I find this? My numbers have this at twenty. Yeah, I mean, East Carolina looked fantastic. Has looked fantastic at moments this year. Like I'm thinking about that NC State game. Um, USF played Florida pretty tough for a minute there, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> so know, Florida's offense is just a neat weird at times. Yeah. Um. So uh, my next one is I'm gonna go with uh, UNLV team total over twenty six and a half. Uh, UNLV is coming off some pretty, pretty big um, performances. Uh, they, let me look here. UNLV uh, put up 34 and 58 in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they were only able to put up 
14 against a good Cal defense, at least on that day. Uh, and then they also put up 52 against Idaho State. So when the competition isn't great, UNLV can really score. We've talked about their uh, receiver. We both like Kyle Williams and Ricky White quite a bit. Uh, Brumfield is a fun quarterback, too. Isn't that his name, Brumfield? Um, so so excited about this UNLV team. Um, and I'm going to same game parlay that with um, UNLV minus 13 and a half because New Mexico's garbage. So team total over 26 and a half, UNLV minus 13 and a half. And I get that at 100. And I promise you, this one hits. I promise I mean, you. You're looking at me like, why do you have two same game parlays on the same, so same here's week? Here's my, my reason this for one's that pick. going to hit. Number one, it's a same game parlay. <laughs> Number two, I'm invested in hating UNLV this year because I took their under four. Um, <laughs> and that's, it's going to, I'm going to lose that one in like a week and a half. That one's, <laughs> I'm, they're now, it, like, I'll, here's a fun one UNLV, I currently have power rated ahead of Iowa. <laughs> and you're, yet you have to hope that they lose to New Mexico. Well, it's not really fair to Iowa. Unfortunately for Iowa, they're literally the only team in the country that once I adjusted for pace and uh, like strength of schedule, their offensive component is negative. Oof. Iowa has one of my top three defenses in the country, but a negative offense. That's not good. It's not great. So that's why that happened. Um, now UNLV is an interesting team. I, 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 at this point, I think I just have to eat crow on them and say I was wrong. Um, it's fine. Um, I'm probably also eating crow on saying Toledo was good. So who knows anymore? Um, (laughs) I have one more play. You do have one more play and it's not a single game parlay. No, it is a game that I, I, again, thought about fighting you. Well, I, I love Ole Miss. Uh, I love Lane Kiffin, and I love Zachary Evans, and I love Ulysses Bentley, but none of them are playing. Uh, <clears> looks <throat> like they're all going to be out. I mean, Lane Kiffin will be coaching, but he can't play. Um, and we've seen Jackson Dart and Luke Altmaier make a couple boneheaded decisions at times this year. Hasn't cost him yet, but it will eventually. Um, I hate Kentucky. I hate Will Levis uh, as a person, not as a football player. I hate him as a person. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he would. Is it this? He would, I mean, in fairness. He is very hateable. I mean, he is a. Could you imagine he, if he listened to this podcast and then saw me? He would be able to like just rip me to pieces in like sure, fourteen but, seconds. <laughs> I don't think my mom's gonna share it with him, so you're probably safe. Because <laughs> right. um, your mom and this, Will they, hang out. <laughs> they, I mean, sometimes they're besties. Bingo, bingo nights. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, he does stuff that he knows is purely for the. Hey, let me get people riled up and yeah. put mayonnaise in my coffee. Like, shut up, dude. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Kentucky I, money line. But I'm on the money line. Well, I just think that there's value at plus two twenty because I think, I mean, we saw Kentucky go into Florida and take advantage of a few mistakes, and their defense is so good. Like, I hate, I hate Kentucky's offense. Now they do get Chris Rodriguez back, so maybe that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, their defense is phenomenal. So. I think this is a pretty low-scoring affair. Um, Zach Evans is probably out. Bentley's probably out. Like I said, Judkins is a very good running back, but he is a freshman. Um, I just think that this is more of a toss-up game. So um, I'll just take the value on the money line here because I I think it's you play this game 100 times, I think Kentucky wins 50 of them. So 
that's it. That's my last pick. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of the uh, other big games. What are what, what are some of your thoughts around some of those? I don't even know what you're calling big games this week. Hold up. What are the good <laughs> big games of the weekend? That you consider <laughs> big games. Sorry, I'm choking. Washington, UCLA. Washington. We talked about that one. Michigan, Iowa. We talked about this. Iowa. Minnesota, Purdue. Minnesota That's... by a million. Yeah, so Minnesota was on my card. especially. Well, Aiden O'Connell's injury is interesting. And if he is out, I will jump all over Minnesota. But Minnesota hasn't played anyone. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what to expect. Um, so here's the thing. We give credit to some teams, like Washington, for when they go out there and destroy and handle a Michigan State team, right? We still are giving Washington credit for that. <coughs> for some reason, Minnesota, when they go out and do it worse, Minnesota right. isn't it. So I think Minnesota's really good. I think They Minnesota's did also just it. lose their best receiver, which makes... I don't I mean, care. Who do they pass? Yeah. Chris Altman Bell is fine. I really like him. I loved him as a freshman because he was making an impact. Yeah. But I also think he's fairly replaceable. Um, I don't know that they have any like super elite guys, to be honest with you. I I think they've got they're going to have a game managing type of quarterback, and then they're gonna mix and match between two running backs and really make Purdue's life hell. And I think that matchup's silly. Um NC Oklahoma State Clemson. Oh yeah, Oklahoma TCU. No, Oklahoma TCU. Um it feels like it's a bounce back spot for Oklahoma where they go out and like that's make an example out of TCU. Too. Yeah, I, I was I, I was pretty right. close to having that one on my board. Um, NC State, Clemson. I think I, I don't like Wake should have beat them. I don't like how Dorn coaches this NC State team, though. I, I I'll never back NC State. This is where Devin Leary wins the Heisman. What? No, it isn't. It's over. <laughs> uh, the Heisman race is over. It's already won. Um, I don't know. I if. I My heart you're really, a... really wants it's CJ Stroud's winning match. Yeah, whatever. Um, but my heart really wants NC State. But if I'm being honest, I can't see another bad defensive performance out of Clemson. I think they're going to spend this whole week trying to figure things out, and I don't know that NC State has enough athletes on the right. outside to pick apart. The what the defensive backs the way that Wake did. or the it willingness to say that or the willingness to try, honestly. Yeah, but I don't know. But I also just don't think they have good receivers. I think they have fine receivers, but I, they don't have an AT Perry. Like they don't have right. anyone close to an AT Perry. Um, yeah. Alabama, Arkansas, Bama by whatever number they want. Seventeen is currently it. I think it's a fair number. It was too close for me to want to. It felt too much like the. Texas I didn't want to game. jump on it because Arkansas has the ability to just like milk a clock and make it hard to win by a lot. I, yeah. I'm mad at you for not saying James Madison, Texas State is one of the big games. James Iowa Madison. State, Kansas. Iowa State and Kansas. Um, That's an interesting one. I think. I don't know why Iowa State's favored on the road. Because it's Kansas. I don't know. I, I has the market not figured out that Kansas isn't isn't Kansas? <laughs> I don't like I, I don't. Like, I don't know that Kansas, this Kansas team is like Jalen Daniels is he's legit. Would, would Jalen Daniels start for Iowa State? Oh, yeah. I think the answer is yes. Would Devin Neal start at Iowa State? Because I, I like, think the answer is yes. I do like Brock. I mean, 
I just don't I like I don't I don't think I think this game honestly the play on this game if you're wanting to get on that one it's probably on the total and it's probably find an over find the lowest total you can possibly find and then hit an over um because that I think we saw Kansas can drag teams into a shootout um oh they're they don't have a great defense yeah (laughs) no their defense isn't there yet yeah Um, so uh I think the total on that game is uh 58 yeah hit it I, neither one of these teams is getting stopped in the third or before 30. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. and then wait, one last big game of the weekend. The, and this one's actually legitimately big and that's Oklahoma state and Baylor. Yeah. Um, I've really I like Baylor. This Baylor. I like this Baylor team a lot. I do too. Um, I think Shapin's pretty good. And this kid Reese that started getting some touches this week is good. This is a fun weekend slate. It's not like there's it's low there's key, not any yeah. games that truly like stay, like there's not a a Georgia Tennessee type of game that really jumps out but there's like I mean NC State Clemson is the best possible thing for the ACC. So, yeah, that's fun. It's a good weekend. It'll be right. fun. We should do some DFS picks so I can go to sleep. You mean some DFS Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, weird week. Um, I think every week is weird. I don't know. I, feel like I, I have a lineup this week, which makes it a weird week. Yes. So Bo Nix was in my Bo cash Nicks. lineup. And that crazy last drive for them that put them up um, before the pick six is uh, what put me in cash. It was fantastic. <laughs> I was losing my mind. Um, so, yeah. Um, I like Jalen Daniels this week. Um, he's not all that expensive. What? No, nah, I felt like that was a good one. Um, he is. Oh crap! The way I he's seven thousand. That's what he I thought. He is the like tenth highest rated quarterback. Yeah, which is most expensive. To me, that's silly because he has been um, just putting up points week after week. Um, the other one that is interesting to me, um, and I'm nervous as hell to play it. Is is Spencer Sanders? He's in the six range, I think six. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has been really, really good this year. But he has really, really struggled against Baylor uh, last year in particular. So I'm a little bit nervous about that play. Um, but uh, he has the opportunity ahead of him uh, to to have a really, really good week. And then of course I like um, Talia Tagovailoa this week. We mentioned him earlier. As he they sort of face, feels like the free space. Yeah, against Michigan State. Um, I'm I'm gonna like we talked about or you talked about um the receivers there. I'm actually gonna stack him with Copeland uh because he's pretty cheap. That's fair. What is what are is some any... of your thoughts around uh quarterbacks? So quarterbacks, I like Talia, he's the easy one. Um cry me. Um Jalen Daniels is a solid one. I, I think there's not a ton I love. I mean, I think you right. you probably, if you're going to have a lot of lineups out there, you want some Sam Hartman exposure because Sam Hartman's the type of guy that could go off for 50. And what really we saw just wreck last a, week. Yeah. I mean, we could see him wreck a slate where all of a sudden it's like, did you have Sam Hartman and A.T. Perry in your lineup? All right, you win. Um, I, Jordan Travis, I like him a lot and I like that team a lot. I don't know why he's more expensive than Hartman. 
Um, and that would make me where I would rather do a Hartman stack than a Jordan Travis play. Um, and I'm probably just fading Dylan Gabriel altogether, even though T- Texas or TCU isn't great. I'm probably just staying away from that one because I do sort of think there's going to be a concerned effort to, um, when I like, I don't know, not, they're probably going to have to play complimentary offense to, um, help out the defense. And so I would, I'd be a little wary to play a ton of Oklahoma, even though I think they're going to win comfortably, but I think they're going to try and play a complimentary style. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, that... fade KJ Jefferson. Cause duh. Cause Alabama. Cause it's Alabama. Don't do it. Honestly, fade will Levis cause Mississippi's defense is great too. So, um, is really good. So I think those are probably my like true thoughts. I do. I, a guy I have in there is I'm just, I want to get miles price in. So I'm trying to stack. I'm going to stack his quarterback with him. Um, I wish it was shuck, but Donovan, uh, Donovan Smith has been playing fine. So. Oh yeah. He's, he's been good. He's been good. Um, at running back. Yeah. Who do you like favorites? at running backs? Oh, you want me to start? Yeah. Um, I always, Brad I always... Roberts out of air force. Yeah. Um, because the, Navy, uh, Navy game. Yeah. Navy isn't good. <laughs> Navy is very bad, but air force will be able to run the ball on them. However much they want. Um, I, and he's 7,000. He is 7,000. I'm going to play Trey Potts because I, like I said, Minnesota, like you mentioned with Ottman bell out, Minnesota's going to even more lean on their running game. Um, I think Ibrahim at 9,500 is going to get a, a huge day, but it only, it's literally less than half the price to get pots in there. I think yeah. there's value in it. I think they're not going to try and run Ibrahim completely into the ground. Um, I probably fade Braylon Allen. I'm a little worried about Wisconsin's offensive line. It, it didn't look great last week. Well, he's in the his, second most expensive. Like I was like, well, I wonder how much Braylon he, Allen costs an eight well, the, seven. I think the if you look at his final stat line from last week, you probably go like, oh, well, Braylon Allen did Braylon Allen things, but before the 75 yard run, it was pretty iffy. You were probably sitting there having a lot of questions about it. Illinois is not going to stuff him that bad, but I do think Illinois' defense is. And good enough that he's not going to go off for like a a 30 point game. And at his price of 8,700, I'd be worried. I feel the same about Jameer Gibbs. I think Arkansas is probably um, going to struggle against Bama's offense, but I think Bama might throw the ball too much to make Jameer Gibbs truly worthwhile at a price of $8,000. Um, so there's the top guys. I think there's just enough re- enough reason to fade them because I think there's a way where they're schemed out of the game in a way that yeah, you, you're really struggling with love Deuce Vaughn at 7,200 though. Yep. Deuce Vaughn is on, uh, is definitely in my player pool this week. I also, <clears throat> I also love um, Devin, a Achain. chain. He has had at least Achain. 18. He's had at least 18 carries in three of four games uh, this year. Um, he's also getting a little bit more involved in the passing game with Smith being out uh, with the injury. So love him. I, I don't love Texas A&M's offense, but say they only get 250 yards. Well, he could get two thirds of that. <laughs> like, I mean, he, 
He's very good. Obligatory mention that Achain is probably like an Olympic level sprinter. Right. Um, when you're talking about a guy capable of multiple explosive plays per game, it's Achain. Yeah. And I do like Jarrell Brock from Iowa State this week because he's only 5,400. Um, and then Richard Reese, who we mentioned for Baylor, is only 4,900. Uh, like him too, kind of a cheaper option. Um, I'm not going to go with the lower part of the board this week. I felt like once you got past like the top guys, I I didn't feel like there was anyone that jumped out that I wanted to take a shot on. DeMarcado for TCU has had a couple home run plays this year. I could see him. He's a freshman. I could see him getting more involved um, with that run offense. So uh, he is pretty uh, inexpensive this week. He's someone that you might, uh, throw in in a couple of I wouldn't play him in cash, but in um GPP. in some GPP I I definitely would love a couple of shares just because um at three thousand two hundred um he's I mean he's averaging double digit points uh, we saw I don't know if we all saw I saw what he did last week um against SMU and it was very impressive uh, he had you know two touchdowns on the day um and one of them was a sixty three yarder so um. So yeah, he's someone. If you're if you're looking to save some money, yeah, you could do a lot worse. Um, what about wide receiver? You mentioned At Perry. He's on my list. He's someone that I'm um, gonna try to fit in in a, a lot of lineups, especially because he's only seven thousand two hundred. That seems pretty cheap. Um, I want to think about playing Charlie Jones, uh, but with Aiden O'Connell possibly being out. Yes, yeah, a I little, think it. Charlie Jones nervous. at sixty four hundred feels great, but you do have to sit there and just go like. I don't know. It, he's probably a guy that isn't, if you want to get unique in a lineup, he's probably actually, this is a spot where he gets a little bit unique. Um, but I also, his best bet may be that Minnesota's up big early and they just, they have to fire shots. Sure. Um, um, if one you guy, do, I was going to say, if you do want to go with uh, Ottman Bell replacement, um, <clears throat> don't. Uh, Brown Stevens saw his, uh, targets double this last week after Altman Bell went out. Um, he had six receptions. Um, so more of a floor play, um, but only 5,600. Uh, if you're looking to save a little bit of money, I, I think he's he's not a bad option. What were you going to say? I interrupted you. So I mentioned that I was worried about Jameer Gibbs because I felt like the passing game was going to be where Alabama finds a huge amount of success. Um, I think it's probably difficult to get Bryce Young into into a, a lineup that you feel comfortable with. But I do think there's a really easy way to get some of these wide receivers in there. The guy that I'm, I'm I really like, and I think this is his week where he can um, put up really big numbers. What's I just super fun is I have no idea who you're about to say. It's a freshman. Which one? Kobe Prentice. Um, okay. Yeah. Kobe Prentice at 6,300 is, um, the wide receiver, I I would really try and get into a few lineups. I think his volume has been fine. Um, he's not averaging a ton right now, but he's, yeah, I mean, he has 12 receptions on the year, only 119 yards. Um, that's not right. Maybe it is. Whatever. I think this is a game where Alabama, who it, Nick Saban is the king of finding your weakness and destroying every bit of it. And he's going to destroy Arkansas's secondary. They're not going to be able to hang with them. 
And when you put out guys that are just miles above athletically, like Kobe Prentice is, it it's gonna be it's gonna be there. Yeah, um, I'm fading Micah Pittman. Somehow he is seven thousand two hundred dollars this week. Um, I don't understand that at all. Um, he's coming off like this is this is his game long four receptions, one reception, four receptions, forty four yards, seven yards, forty five yards. Like yeah, if you want eight points, go ahead and spend up for Micah Pittman. Not it's never gonna happen for me. Um, can you any, expect any, that? Anyone, anyone else that you're interested in before you go take your nap? Um, I'd love to hear your lineup too, by the way. I will read it. I will have. I do kind of like Dane Key against uh, Ole Miss because another freshman wide receiver. Struggle. While they are getting back, I think this is the week Chris Rodriguez is back. Yep. Um, I still think that Dane Key is he's become a part of that offense, and I think Will Levis is looking his way. So I think that's a, a meaningful one. And at fifty seven hundred, it's a pretty nice price. I think while I do really like A.T. Perry, if you want to save a couple of bucks uh, at 5,800, Donovan Green yeah. is he's he was really I people who play college uh, like in season college fantasy. Donovan Green was a guy that a lot of us were prepping for as a very real option before last season. And then he got hurt and all of a sudden he was done for the year. Donovan Green's really high or is really talented. And I'm pretty sure he was a high pedigree prospect. So I, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, that's another, really, I, I mean, another a lot cheap of guys. guy I like is Braden Johnson for uh, Oklahoma state. He's only 4,300. He's had a 40 yard reception uh, in all three games so far this year. Uh, and at least four receptions each game. So uh, for four, four to three, uh, not bad at all for Oklahoma state there. Um, what and then Iowa receiver wanna... can I put in? That's the real question. <laughs> Gross. Um, let's hear your lineup. So my lineup that I have right now is uh, Talia Tagovailoa, and I don't know his first name. Smith from Texas Tech, whose first name the thing won't load. Donovan Smith. I yes. thought that was it. Donovan Smith. There were two quarterbacks in there. I've got Trey Potts and Brad Roberts in the running backs, and I went pretty wide receiver heavy here. I went Dante Demas. I went Miles Price. I went Kobe Prentice, and I went At Perry. I think if I'm going to have a my, one, my lineup, I, I think it comes out fairly unique um, and would have an opportunity to pop in a GPP. This is not a cash game lineup. Um, I think if Demas becomes the the guy that Talia looks for in this game, I think this is a spot where he could blow up and he could have a really big number. And if he is the unique option out of the wide receivers because of his price range, it, it has the opportunity to make a lineup sort of dangerous in how high it can cash. Miles Price is just, he, he gets a decent amount of volume, and I really like that play. Um, and A.T. Perry is A.T. Perry. Yeah, I have um, a few of the same plays, actually. Uh, so I'm going with Daniels and Tagovailoa at uh, quarterback, which I already mentioned. And then doing Achain and Brock as my running backs, who I've also already talked about. Um, I am stacking Copeland uh, from, mm -hmm. from the Maryland wide receiver crew. Um, now, I did just see that Raheem Jarrett is now has been bumped up to questionable. Um, I think he's suffered a concussion last week. Um, he went down pretty hard. Um, and then I've got uh, Charlie Jones, A.T. Perry, and Miles Price. Uh, so, so a little bit of overlap with um, you know Perry, Price, and Tag Abailoa. Um, 
but yeah. So wait, I have to ask this question. Do you remember uh, Copeland's why, like in the recruiting circles, he's like one of the favorite people of all time? No. So if anyone hasn't seen this, go back and search Jacob Copeland uh, commitment. Um, so Jacob Copeland was committing to, he was deciding between Florida and Alabama and Tennessee, right? Those were his final three schools. His mom is sitting beside him as he's like making this decision. That was him? Yeah. His mom is sitting there. And so he picks Florida and his mom, who is wearing a Tennessee hat and an Alabama sweatshirt, leaves. Just (laughs) lit on ESPN. I remember Walks off. And it's the greatest moment in like, it's not the greatest moment there, but obviously like Travis Hunter last year was probably the greatest moment in recruiting. Um, But it was one of those moments where you go, oh no, this is like, this is real. He, his mom hates him right now and it's great. <laughs> so funny. That's awesome. Well, fun as always. Um, we forgot to recap our picks. So I'm going to go through mine real quick. Um, two units voice. on friends, Fresno state first half minus 12 and a half, one and a half units on East Michigan, Eastern Michigan minus 20 versus UMass. Uh, one unit on Houston minus two and a half versus Tulane. Got Washington minus two and a half. I've got UTSA minus four and a half. I've got Iowa plus 11. I've got Kentucky money line. And I've got Arizona minus 17 and a half at Colorado. And then they have two same game parlays. I've got UNLV minus 13 and a half and their team total over 26 and a half. And then I have Wake plus 10 and a half um, and the over 54 and a half for the whole game. It's up. Um, that's not up to you. You are now up. That's what I'm trying to say. I like that you went in like the order you actually set them. Mine's not. I've got Tulane plus two and a half at Houston. Tulane in Houston under 54 and a half. East Carolina minus seven and a half at South Florida. Maryland minus seven and a half against Michigan State. Washington State minus three and a half against Cal. Washington State and Cal under 53 and a half. UCLA and Washington under 65. Central Michigan and Toledo under 56 and a half. And the Iowa team total under 15 and a half let's go i love it awesome well thank you all so much for listening uh we'll be back with you uh, at the same time next week please do remember to rate and review um if you have any questions for us you can always hit us up on twitter uh he's wispy the kid i'm stay fun Laco. thank you all for listening matt any final words for uh the good listeners here bye my williams Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to buyoptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.